Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training with another episode of WWJD Goes Deep. So what would Jeff do goes deep? The reason why I wanna do uh, videos like this is because so many folks attend our podcast, which is three days a week. It's on YouTube Live and it's on Facebook Live. And, and I never have enough time to answer you know, questions thoroughly. I never have enough time to answer them um, um, contextually because there's just so many questions. But the advice is solid. But one of the things that I really, really wanna talk about today is the concept of the shrapnel effect. Many times you've heard me talk about the shrapnel effect, but what is the shrapnel effect and what does it mean? And shrapnel is, say, unfortunately there's an explosion and you've got you know shrapnel flying around and unfortunately it might you know impact into somebody's body. And there's an effect that's not just with the initial explosion, but also with um, things that are surrounding it. So when it comes to the shrapnel effect in a dog training context, what we find over and over and over again is a few things. Number one, if you start addressing one behavior and start correcting one behavior that you don't like or it's dangerous with your dog, you will historically see a lot of other behaviors get better without fully addressing them. That's one concept. Uh, it's, it's more than a concept, it actually works. Um, and then on the other thing is, what we tell people is, you should be working on a lot of different things with your dog to make the big thing either go away or easier to address. Chances are you're gonna have to address that big thing because I don't care how many little things you work um, on, and it's called stacking, by the way, if you're not familiar with stacking. Stacking we use in a lot of different contexts with our personal life, with exercise, with diet, with um, uh, personal growth. Um, and then also in dog training, there's something called stacking. And what stacking is, is say your dog is leash reactive, which is a humongous issue with dogs, huge issue with dogs. And what we're doing is leash reactivity happens historically on a walk, dogs on a leash, out in public. But meanwhile, in the house, you are allowing your dog to run to the front window and bark, run to the front door and bark, be casual about its obedience commands, um, not caring as much where it sleeps, allowing it to just free roam around the house, um, a lot of it, allow the dog to rough play. Um, it's not coming back when you call it in the backyard or it blows off commands or it's not holding its commands around distraction. And you're like, eh, what's the big deal? That's fine. But meanwhile, then you go on a walk and you want your dog to be perfect. You see how that's a mixed message to your dog? You can be casual with all this stuff, but the walk, you gotta be perfect on. So what we find over and over and over again is yes, we still have to address the walk, but why are we being so casual inside? Why are we not correcting rushing to the front window and barking? Why are we not correcting rushing to the front door and barking? Why are we not correcting jumping up on people? Why are we not utilizing a crate, which is not bad dog go to the crate, it's time to go to bed, go to the crate. I gotta go run errands or go to work, go to the crate. Why are we not holding our dogs accountable for all of the basic obedience commands in the house even around higher level distractions? Why are we allowing the dog to blow those things off? Why are we not holding the dog accountable for a lot of stuff? 
And what you do is, when you start holding your dog accountable for what seems like small things which stacked together do equal, equal a big thing, what you'll find is now your dog is understanding very well the difference between and um, what yes and no means. So yes and no. And I like to have a very wide gap between those two. That's a definite yes, that's a definite no, no gray area in between. Now on the walk, at the beginning of the walk, why are we setting the tone right from the beginning? Why are we letting the dog be a little bit loose on the walk, casual on the walk, and then all of a sudden we see a dog because the dog is leash reactive or a human because the dog is leash reactive and we sort of like reel the leash in and go, okay, the walk has been casual, but right now you gotta be perfect. Instead, the walk should be highly structured. Now, I'm not opposed to dogs dilly-dallying outside. I'm not opposed to dogs running around outside. I'm not opposed to all that stuff, but that's more for off-leash behavior or dragging a long line in a field, on the beach, you know, in the woods, you know, things like that. Or your dog is under voice control, um, whether it's remote collar trained or under voice control, um, in any way you trained it. And your dog can have a little bit to a lot more freedom. But on the walk, I want my walk, we're working. I want it to be structured. I want it to be structured. So a lot of your problems can get easier to deal with. A lot of the things that you address in one area of your dog's life might actually eliminate problems in other areas. You probably should still address those things as well. But when you start stacking accountability together with your dog with your dog on a lot of different things, what happens is your dog starts looking at you as the leader, starts believing you, and all of a sudden starts going, huh, I guess I better listen to this human. Exactly. I'm sort of important in your life. I'm sort of important in your life. And then you've got the proper protocols to obviously stop that, you know, whatever it is, whether it's leash reactivity or uh, uh, separation anxiety or uh, dogs not taking you uh, um, seriously on the, on, the, on the duration work or the obedience commands or what we call a dog, you know, oh, my dog is lazy or unmotivated or I've tried everything. So. There's so much that you can do that I think owners are missing out on because we're not looking at the dog from a 360 degree perspective or viewpoint. Sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to see that. But if you stand back, or if we, the trainer, stand back, we can easily see it. We can easily see it. So sometimes it's good to sort of like stand back and like look at all the things that your dog is doing and then start holding your dog accountable for all the little stuff. Start addressing the little stuff, the big stuff either doesn't manifest or becomes very, very um, easy to handle. Also, address the little stuff pretty seriously. So, pretty firmly. You're like, well, what's the big deal? Stack it all together, it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big deal. Man, last time I saw you, you were 20 pounds lighter. What happened? Guys, this is not fat shaming, don't go there. You were 20 pounds you know, lighter, what happened? Well, I haven't seen you for five years, four pounds a year, that's 20 pounds. And then flip it, wow, you look fantastic. What did you do between now and then? Well, I haven't seen you for five years, I lost four pounds a year. So, or I lost, you know, 
10 pounds a year over two years than I've been able to maintain. So just think about all those things, the shrapnel effect. WWJD goes deep. What would Jeff do show goes deep. I wanna help you so much. I wanna help you with your dog. I want your world to expand with your dog. I want the dog to stay at home, in, in your house. I want you to be able to take your dog places. I want you to enjoy your dog to the fullest. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Jeff Gelman, madly in love with you, and I'll talk to you soon.